This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Monday, August 5th, 2019. I'm Caleb Brown. When Congress delegates regulatory authority, that's one Congress, one time. And executive agencies are free to take the mandate and run with it. Should Congress instead compel itself to reauthorize the statutes that give away its own authorities? Would that finally re-engage Congress in its job of overseeing federal regulation? Cato's Will Yateman comments. In 2001 and 2002, uh, Congress passed authorizations for the use of military force. And uh, these were designed to go after al-Qaeda and presumably just al-Qaeda, the people who perpetrated the attacks of September 11th. Uh, But those delegations have been stretched to their absolute limits, and it's it's led a lot of people recently to ask, uh, you know, this was one Congress uh, delegating authority one time, and here we are 18 years later, and we're still using those authorizations to wage war around the globe. And uh, Jonathan Adler makes a point uh, at the the Vola conspiracy that this is what happens every day with uh, when it comes to uh, regulation. Indeed, it does. I mean, that's uh, really the the tip of the iceberg. Um, everywhere you look, I mean, for example, the the Federal Communications Commission, their uh, much ballyhooed net neutrality rules during the Obama era, those were actually functions of a law that was passed in the 1930s. Um, you know, of course, well before um, the technologies that now abound in the media sector. Um, another example is is a climate change regulation. Again, this was in the second term of um, President Obama's administration. But the EPA used uh, a statute passed in 1970, the Clean Air Act, when there was simply no concerns whatsoever regarding global climate change, when instead the core concern was was smog. Um, when EPA used that 40-year-old law to implement a nationwide or to try to implement, I mean, ultimately the Trump administration reversed this measure, but uh, tried to implement a nationwide cap and trade. So indeed, it's the case that regulatory powers exercised, you know, virtually all large regulations that, that you read about are functions of these um, old laws. And and indeed, as you intimated at the outset, this raises these accountability problems. I mean, it's, it's sort of a, on both ends, if you will. It's uh, do these distortions, if you will, of the statute, do they reflect the the Congress that passed them? Do, 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 do these regulations reflect their intentions? Um, I, I, and and, and in, in the case of uh, authorizations for the use of military force, presumably they achieve a goal. That goal is then achieved, and then the uh, authorization evaporates uh, for fear that it might be stretched to its limits. Uh, in the case of in regulation, though, you you might expect if you're passing something like the Clean Air Act or something like that, that that would be a durable piece of regulation. Um, but as you note, that these regulations are reinterpreted. Uh, or should say regulations based on these statutes are reinterpreted, the statutes themselves are reinterpreted, and we get a very different uh, uh, application of the statute. Indeed. It's it's not so much durability, um, I, but, you know, that's a virtue. Uh, the problem is the extent to which the regulations today are, are effectively trying to hammer a square peg into a round hole. Um, so it, it's... Uh, 
you know, I don't think we should conflate the problem, the, the issue at hand with, with um, uh, durability. Um, rather, you know, the issue is, does the implementation of a law 80 years after the fact and sweeping, you know, pursuant to this law, 80 years after the fact, these sweeping regulations of nationwide economic effect, um, to what extent does that actually comport with the intent of the lawmakers that passed the bill to begin with? And, and you know, with certain of these uh, regulations, there could be no nexus. I mean, because again, the 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 the, the that which they're regulating. Um, wasn't technologically in existence or wasn't a, a concern um, at the time. So it's it's the, a problem in addition to the accountability issue is one of of a, prop, a policy um, a, a policy feasibility policy uh, sort of the ease with which it's implemented. I mean, again, if you're if you're trying to hammer this this square peg into a round hole, it just makes these regulatory regimes that much more complex. And unnecessarily so. There is a law on the books, the Congressional Review Act, which gives Congress sort of an opportunity to review regulations that were essentially, I believe, recently passed in some sense. Uh, Rand Paul, among others, have pushed uh, what they call the RAINS Act, which uh, would give Congress further authority to review and reject uh, regulations. But uh, are there are there, is that too limited, or is, is are those? sufficient in terms of trying to rein in regulation? The measures you speak of, so the Congressional Review Act um, and, and the proposed RAINS Act, they do go some way towards addressing this issue, the, this problem with the temporal aspect of congressional delegations. Um, but there's two problems, and, and you, you suggested one. Uh, this Congressional Review Act, which is effectively a legislative veto, allows Congress, both chambers of Congress, and that is to be signed by the president. Um, to effectively nullify major, quote-unquote, significant regulations. The issue is the way the act is structured, it only applies for about uh, three months of any given presidential administration. Um, that is, due to its rules, it really only implicates so-called midnight regulations, those passed during a, a, a lame duck session as a president is exiting the White House. So it's it, it's got that sort of inherent limited scope. At the same time, both the Congressional Review Act and the Reins Act, which would the Reins Act would solve the that that aforementioned problem with the Congressional Review Act by um, requiring that every single regulation, significant regulation, actually achieve the approval of Congress before it goes into effect. So instead of a veto, instead of a resolution of disapproval, it's a resolution of approval. Now, to be sure, the Reins Act would go even further towards mitigating this temporal aspect of congressional delegations or the temporal problem. However, both the CRA, both the Congressional Review Act and the proposed Reins Act, they're reactive. Uh, they're Congress uh, uh, acting after the fact, after agencies have dictated their course and dictated their priorities. Um, to, to the extent that they don't afford Congress this perspective ongoing role that's the criticism. So uh, Jonathan Adler, as I mentioned, uh, made mention of this on the on the Volok conspiracy, but he and a co-author, Christopher Walker of uh, the Ohio State University, they argue going one step further, which is to say uh, Congress should regularly reauthorize statutes that 
uh, demand some sort of regulatory action. Yes, that sunset provisions within statutes that that provide these time limits on both the the authorization for the existence of these agencies or components thereof and their appropriations. I mean, again, these are distinct from actual the process of appropriating money. That's done by appropriations committees. Um, this is the authorization of appropriations and the authorization of the agency's power. Um, so what they suggest is to create incentives via this reauthorization process on, on both tracks, both the, sort of the, the reauthorization of the power per se and also the reauthorization of the appropriations. They want to use these in, as an incentive um, whereby Congress will compel itself to periodically revisit these, these delegations and, and, and mold them to better comport with the times. So part of the issue is, is that Congress already has this procedure. Um, however, they've ignored violations of, of this. That is, we've got uh, presently, it's, it's $300 billion um, worth of, of programs that, that uh, their authorization, either you know, power per se or appropriations, has lapsed. Um, however, the way that this lapse would actually affect policy is that a member of Congress would have to make a point of order um, during the, the approach process and, and you know, essentially announce, well, wait a second, there's no authorization. How on earth are we proceeding with, with funding these agencies? Um, but no Congress person to date has ever done that. So in addition to broadening the present scope, uh, that, that is broadening the number of, of statutes that, that presently are implicated by this reauthorization or by these reauthorization mechanisms, they also, and this is crucial, they would have Congress, both houses, change their rules um, or at least uh, change their attitude, if you will, such that they took these things seriously. How is Congress, uh, in essence, failing to provide oversight functions uh, with respect to these regulatory agencies right now? Oh, well, in addition to the, the lapsed or, or ineffective authorization um, processes, look, across the board, I mean, how many days should they work in a given year? About 45 um, percent of the work days? I mean, um, how many hearings are given to substantive issues or, or as opposed to being political sideshows? So oversight was called the neglected duty in Congress even when they did a better job of it 40 years ago, even when they actually tried. Um, these days, no such efforts are made. And indeed, that's a, a paramount issue that's very much part and parcel of this overall delegation and time complaint. Will Yateman is a research fellow at the Cato Institute. Subscribe to the Cato Daily Podcast wherever you get your podcasts and follow us on Twitter at Cato Podcast.